Welcome to this episode of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast. I'm Trey Rhodes, a Connections Pastor in Northwood Baptist Church here in North Charleston, South Carolina. In just a few moments, our lead pastor, Dr. Tommy Metter, will be joining the conversation as well. In our crazy and chaotic world, our hope is that these few minutes will help you stop and reflect on your relationship with Jesus as you learn to connect Christ-centered faith to your everyday life. Yes, this is episode 83 of the Connecting Faith to Life podcast, and uh, make sure that you let everybody know by Facebook, Twitter, text uh, that you are listening. Or parlor. You them to listen. Parlor. Or parlor. Which doesn't exist anymore. They got shut yeah, down. Yeah, they shut them down. But, uh, Did you ever I think get on you the can, parlor? You act, yeah. You can still get on it if you do it on the internet. You can't do okay. it on your phone. Though. Oops. You can't do it on your phone. phone. So are you on the parlor? I am. Are you really? Yeah. It's, I have never been on the parlor. It's not really that... It's not... Uh, I don't even get it. But anyway, yeah. it's That's it's, a weird it's word, there. parlor. I've never, uh, a parlay is French for speak. Oh, see, I'm not French. <laughs> Being from New Orleans? <laughs> Come on. I know, I know. I should learn some French there, but I didn't. Oh, uh, anyway. amen. So uh, just get out there, even on parlor, if that works for you, and uh, <laughs> let people know. Well, that leads us to what it means to be kind. You know, I, I was immersed in the blockbuster videotape era. And I don't know if you remember, you're probably not that old, but. That's where you went to check out eight tracks, right? No, we actually checked out videotapes. Videotapes. And on the videotape, there's a little sticker and it said, please be kind, rewind. I do remember that. You know, and so, you know, I did it. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Trey, but just to think (laughs) that my kids are going to grow up not knowing what a blockbuster video is or a videotape. I I agree. That was like Friday night, you go blockbuster, you spend five hours there trying to find just the right movie, just the right right one. And you would go to choose it and you'd you'd pull it and you'd say, well, where? Oh, oh, no, they're out of that one. Oh, you hated that. Netflix has ruined our kids' lives. They don't know what it means to agonize over a movie choice. Uh, Yeah, because if you don't like that movie, just switch it. Ah, Just switch another one. Switch, switch another one. Whatever. I'm sorry. Keep but going. Pops. That's okay. No you. problem. We're recording this in the afternoon. We usually, usually record in the morning. So, so here we are. I've already had three cups of coffee and I'm drinking a Coke Zero. I'm <laughs> hyped up, bro. Let's wound, get this done. I am. Uh, Let's go. Uh, but anyway, we rewound those things because we had to kind of thing. And I, I felt yeah. guilty that I didn't. So, you know, I, I think a lot of time uh, kindness is kind of made to be some kind of a guilt thing that people put on us. But I think kindness needs to be an overflow of the heart. Um, And it's kind of how we act kind to others. And that's the intent of of God, don't you think? Absolutely, Trey. And you think about it, I mean, kindness is one of those virtues that we do not talk about a lot. I I know. You know, we, well, in, when you're uh, five and six years old in Sunday school or, you know, they talk about it a lot then. But as adults, it's just not one of those issues. And we don't see a lot of kindness in our world. Mm -hmm. In fact, over this past year... Uh, we've seen basically the opposite. We've of seen kindness. a lot of yeah. unkindness, mm. and so so I don't know where you were, Trey. I don't know where I was in 2016, I guess 15, whenever it was that Donald Trump came down mm-hmm. and he announced his run for the presidency, mm-hmm. the presidency of the United States that he obviously won and served four years as our 45th president. The theme of his campaign was what? Trey? Make America great. Make America great again. Then mm-hmm. as he was running for re-election, it was keep America mm-hmm. great. But I don't care if, if you're a Donald Trump fan or not, everyone in America knew his campaign mm-hmm. slogan. That's right. Red hats, t-shirts, they knew it. bumper stickers, make America great again. Mm-hmm. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. A very, very effective campaign slogan. It was. Yeah. 
Everyone knew it. I mean, I don't remember any. Well, I think President Obama, it was something about hope, right? Hope and change or change and hope. I don't know. It was hope and change. Yeah. Hope and change. George W. Bush, you know what his was? I have no idea. Nor do I. But I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you that, that for the rest of our lives, uh-huh. we will remember Make America Great Again. I'm sure we will. I mean, it was just a huge, successful campaign slogan. Mm-hmm. And I tell you that because I want us to make another slogan just as powerful as Make America Great Again, or just as memorable as Make America Great Again. I'm ready. Let's you ready? It. Yeah. Make kindness great again. I like that. I think I think that would be a wonderful thing. Make kindness great mm-hmm. again. How would our world be different if we exuded this character of Christ, mm-hmm. this fruit of the Spirit, kindness? Mm-hmm. I agree. We just don't do much of it. No. And it's huge. And so we talked about this past Sunday in the message, kindness. And, and we, we, we said that when you think about kindness, I mean, it really is a, a desire to help and encourage and comfort someone else uh, for the sake of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And kindness costs us something, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, it's a sacrifice to be kind, a sacrifice of time, a sacrifice of resources. Um, and, it's, and it's an inconvenience sometimes to be kind. Mm. It, it sometimes is an interruption to your life to be kind. Right? I mean, big time interruption. Yeah. So, but it's a big deal because, because we're going to talk about it in the episode today. There really is power in kindness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not necessarily the power you want. um, Yeah. Because uh, I know I have been kind at times and it was not reciprocated. Yeah. And uh, you feel kind of, I don't know, it just uh, has that feeling, a weird feeling when you're kind to somebody and they jump back in your, yeah, yeah. you know, in your stuff. Yeah, we're and, going to talk about all that. Yeah. It's a big well, good, deal. Good. It's a big deal. Well, the, I think that uh, today we could, we probably have at least five ways, but we're going to talk about five ways that we can recover, recover kindness. Recover kindness because we kindness, are saying, yeah, make kindness great make again. Make kindness great again. We're saying that we're missing kindness in our culture today, so we want to recover kindness. So five ways we're going to recover kindness. Number one, make kindness your daily choice. Yeah, so we've already said it right pops that that kindness mm-hmm. in a lot of ways is countercultural. Mm-hmm. you don't hear much about it and and you don't really even see a lot of it in fact i would say that when it comes to kindness when you see people make extraordinary um or i'm trying to think of the way i want to say it when you see people doing things that that show extraordinary kindness oftentimes it's newsworthy mm-hmm. right Used to be man bites dog, you know, or dog bites man and all that stuff. But man, I'm telling you, if somebody's kind, probably it's going to make the evening news. Yeah. Can you believe this guy did this? He gave away this much money to this organization Mm -hmm. or this person helped this lady in this way. And so oftentimes when there's these extraordinary acts of kindness, it really is newsworthy because kindness is so rare in our culture. Mm -hmm. It's not second nature. And, And we know that even as followers of Jesus, that we understand that kindness, it is this character quality of Christ. This is this, this, one of the character qualities that Paul mentions in the fruit of the spirit. We, we know that, but we also know that it does not come naturally to us mm. at all. Well, even when I'm quoting the fruits of the spirit, I kind of gloss over it. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, we, uh, we, we, we had love, joy, and peace. I mean, and blah, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and so, so it is, it's counter, counter-cultural. It, it is not natural. Mm. What is natural for us is unkindness. Mm. It just really is mm-hmm. to be a little grumpy, right. To, uh, to snap at people, to demand our way. To treat others uh, poorly, mm-hmm. that comes second nature to us. But to be kind, 
that that's not natural to us. That's why it's, you know, through the spirit, it's something the spirit of God produces within us. And we've got to make a choice to cooperate with the spirit, to become those kind people that, that God wants us to become. It really is something that you have to choose. And so if we're going to recover kindness, it is a decision that you and I make that we are going to be countercultural, that we're going to do what's unnatural and instead supernatural. And we're going to show kindness to other people, even though it might cost us, even though it inconveniences conveniences us, even though it might be an interruption to what we're trying to accomplish, we're going to choose kindness. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, being able to, as Christians, do things for people that necessarily wouldn't happen. Now, we... I've seen the same things you have where a uh, waiter gets a thousand dollar tip, for instance, and things like that. That is very kind to help somebody out in the probably in difficult financial straits. But, uh, you know, we're not all able to give the thousand dollars, but there's lots of things we can do, you know? Uh, just to be kind to people and make a difference. Yeah. So it's making that daily choice to do those Mm -hmm. things that demonstrate kindness, whether it's an encouraging word, whether it is helping someone uh, with a, with a physical need, Mm. uh, whether it's just having an attitude, I say the attitude and generosity, but we need to keep in mind that when we think about kindness, it it is more than an attitude. It has to be an attitude. We're going to talk about that uh, in, in our next way to recover kindness. And that's where number two comes in. Don't confuse kindness with niceness. Uh, That's interesting because I think that's what we normally do. Yeah. Well, I was pretty kind to her. I was real nice, you know? Yeah. But, but I didn't yell and scream. You know, you can be nice, Trey, and still have no intention whatsoever (laughs) to be a blessing to somebody. As a matter of fact, you're, you're thinking, I hope they don't ask for something because I got stuff to do. Right. I mean, when you think about niceness, really all niceness is, it's taking the harsh edges off. Mm, Yeah. Right. It's just using a little courtesy. It's being polite, but you've been there and I've been there before too. Where, where someone can be nice to you, but at the same time as they're being nice to you, in their niceness, they are talking you down something fierce. Mm. You've been there, haven't you, right? That, oh, yeah. That you have people that can use all kinds of flowery talk, and it sounds so sweet and syrupy, but, but really what they're trying to do in that nice speech is tell you what an awful person you are. That, that's where bless your heart comes Bless out. your heart, right? You know? <laughs> So you're using this flowery speech and you really mean that uh, something's terribly wrong yeah, with you. Yeah. So, you so, know. so kindness is, is not niceness. Mm-hmm. Don't confuse the two. Now, hopefully when you are being kind, there is some niceness that comes along Amen. with that, that you're being courteous and you're being respectful and all those things. But when you think about kindness, it is an attitude. It's an attitude of the heart that the spirit of God is, is, uh, growing you in that Christ-like character, but that attitude of the heart, it manifests itself in action, mm-hmm. right? It is action. It is other centered action where you're putting the needs of someone above your own, where you're making those sacrifices, where you're allowing the interruption or whatever the case may be. It is not just being nice. And I think for many of us, when we think about kindness, that's what we do. We associate kindness with niceness. If I'm being nice, then it must be being kind when that's just not true, that you can be nice and still be a downright mean person at the same time. Mm. But, but kindness, it, it is action oriented. It requires you. If you are being kind, then you are taking the focus off of you and you're putting the focus on that person and what their needs might be. It is not the same thing as niceness. I would agree. It, there, there, I feel like there's got to be action behind it yeah. because to yeah. do anything less is, I, I almost think disingenuous. And yeah. in the South, we are, you know, they consider us genteel and they consider us a kind, that's not the word they use. What is the word they always talk about? Uh, courtesy and those kind of things in the South. Charleston's been uh, listed as one of the top uh, most courteous towns in America and all mm-hmm. those things. But, you know, it's not just the way we talk to people, yeah. although we do talk to them well. Yeah. Um, we need to, 
you know, there is this action that comes behind it. So I think a helpful way to think about it is like this, that, that think about like a house. Mm. When you think about a house, what niceness is on a house is it's the, it's the cosmetic. It's the paint on the house. Yeah. Right. It's just cosmetic is Mm -hmm. all it is. What we want to do is build the house on the foundation of kindness. Oh, that makes sense. That, that, yeah. that found that kindness is not cosmetic. It's the foundation. It's the root, uh, if you will, that, that, uh, grows into, uh, this, this blessing of others. And so when you think about niceness, that, that's cosmetic mm-hmm. and it's good to put on the cosmetic, but we want something deeper than something cosmetic. We want the foundation of kindness to be laid in our lives so that, uh, we are a blessing to others. So it's, it's far more than just being nice. Amen. Amen. Well, let's uh, get to number three because it's just as important that we understand. And this is so true. The power of kindness. Now you don't think of putting those two words no, together, don't. but it is really true. But yeah, because that's, that's at the heart of the gospel. Mm, it is. We believe there's power in the gospel, don't mm-hmm. we, Trey? Exactly. That the gospel has the power to change us. The gospel, in some ways, is a result of God's loving kindness toward mm. us, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's, it's a result of his love, his mercy, his grace, his kindness. In fact, uh, and we mentioned this verse Sunday, if you think about uh, Romans chapter 2, Verse four, it says this. I'm trying to see on my phone and I can't see here. Oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Or do you despise the riches of his kindness, Mm. restraint and patience, not recognizing, listen to this, that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repentance. And yet we think it is God's wrath, you know, that we think if he's, you know, if he smashes enough people, it'll scare us enough to come to him. But it's really God's kindness that yeah. draws to draws us to Him, doesn't it? And we looked at the Sunday morning. That was the case with Zacchaeus. Mm-hmm. Jesus, Jesus walked by, yeah. and He exuded kindness. Zacchaeus, I want to come to your house. Mm. I have a meal with you. I'm gonna sit down and talk with you. Which was a big deal. Which was a huge deal. Yeah. Because Zacchaeus was a tax collector, uh, n- no one would have wanted to go to Zacchaeus's house. But the King of Kings and Lord of Lords said, "Let me go to your house." Wow. And in that moment, instantaneously. Mm-hmm. Zacchaeus repented. All I've done, right? You know, exactly. the stealing, the thievery. Uh, I, I'm going to make restitution. I'm going to give back more than what I've taken. You see? Mm-hmm. The kindness of Jesus. And Jesus didn't walk by Zacchaeus and say, You blew it. <laughs> You're going to hell, bro. You're going to bust hell wide open. <laughs> that's not is, what he did. I might have said that. So, right? You know. I mean, that's not what he Ooh. did, though. He came by and he mm. exuded. Kindness and kindness, I mean, it really does. It has the power to transform. In God's kindness, mm. He has revealed Himself to us. In His kindness, He has shown us love and grace. In His kindness, He, he has brought us to faith in Christ. And that kindness of, and you've, um, you know, you've heard the, the phrase before kindness kills. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? You want to see real change in somebody's life? Kill them with kindness. Mm-hmm. Now, God doesn't kill us, obviously. <laughs> he gives us life. But, but you understand what I'm saying, that, that, that God has overwhelmed us with kindness. And that overwhelming kindness of God, what it's led to, it has led to a death, mm-hmm. a death to self. Mm-hmm. Because we see the beauty of Christ and how kind he is to us. And it causes us to respond to him in repentance. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a wonderful book I might have talked about before on the podcast. Uh, the Secret Life of an, or no, what was it called? The life, the story, I forget. There's a wonderful book, Trey. Okay. Just, you just need to know. It has about stories and secrets. Of an unconvert, 
oh man, I, I feel really bad now that I can't think of the title of the book. But it's it's this it's by an author named Rose, Rosaria Butterfield. So just Google her name or Amazon and it'll come up. The secret that ah oh, man, I'm messing it all up. Any rate, fascinating story. She tells her life story and and here's who she was. She was a liberal atheistic professor at a large university in California. Uh, she was a champion uh, for the LGBT movement. She was uh, a practicing lesbian, uh, had a, a significant relationship with another woman, and and was anti-anything Christian. It's just, that's just who she was. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, it's a wonderful book and um, just tells her story and how Christ began to change her. And Christ began to change her through the kindness of someone. I don't remember the whole story. It's been several years since I read the book, but, but somewhere along the way, she, uh, she met a pastor and the pastor began to dialogue with her just a bit. And they, they struck up a relationship, a friendship. And what the pastor did is that he simply began to invite her uh, to his home, his home with, with his wife. And they, they ate together, they talked together. And over the course of time, he wasn't judgmental. He didn't condemn her for her sin. They had serious conversations about their differences, about what he believed and what she believed. But, but uh, in her book, she talks about just how kind he was, that he opened up his home, had conversations, blessed her, encouraged her. And then over time, through that kindness, she began to understand the kindness of Jesus wow. and turned her life over to Jesus. And so this, this university professor who was a champion of the LGBT uh, movement and who was um, anti-Christ, anti-anything Christian, mm-hmm. came to faith in Jesus Christ and came out of that lifestyle. Uh, eventually married herself and and now is in full-time ministry. Wow. All because of someone that was willing to show her kindness. The secret thoughts of an unlikely convert. There you go. You looked up. Thanks, Pops. Yeah, I did. The secret I, thoughts of an unlikely convert. Have you read that book? Mind. Have you read it? I have read uh, excerpts from it, Okay, yes. you, it's, a, it's a powerful like to, book. I mean, if you're listening, I, I, I think can't I re- recommend it enough. It's a powerful story. It was in a magazine, and they did a shortened version okay, of it. Okay, okay. Uh, but okay. yeah, I, I know who yeah. you talk she, about. She's a, she's a wonderful lady, a great author. Mm-hmm. I, I highly recommend it because it really does demonstrate what we're talking about here, just the power of kindness. That man, when you, you're kind to somebody else, when you go out of your way to be kind, uh, there really is power in that power for the gospel, if you will use that kindness Mm -hmm. for the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, number three, let's, let's go over them real quickly. Make kindness your daily choice. Don't confuse kindness with niceness. Understand the power of kindness. And then fourth, know the risk of kindness. And we talked talked a little bit about that. At the beginning of the the episode, Pops, that um, sometimes those attempts at kindness aren't going to go well. Mm -hmm. We, we, allow for the inconveniences. We make the sacrifices. We uh, show some love and there's times when it's not going to be received well. I agree. It is a risk. Mm -hmm. It's a risk to be kind. I mean, if you think about even back in early church history, uh, you had followers of Jesus that were trying to live out the fruit of the spirit, trying to be kind and patience and loving. And you know what happened to some of them? Martyred. They were martyred. Yeah. That's just reality. Uh, being kind, living out the fruit of the spirit, it does not guarantee that it's going to make your life easier. And there's going to be times when you show kindness to someone else that it's not going to be received well. That kindness might be instead um, 
it, it might, what you might get in return for that kindness is, is mockery or ridicule or that meanness or something else. And so, so just understanding that, that when you're kind to someone, it really is taking a risk because sometimes you don't know how that kindness mm-hmm. is going to be received, but that doesn't excuse you from showing kindness. Mm-hmm. You still got to do it because that's what God wants you to do. But just know going in, when you show kindness, sometimes it's not going to be received well. Yeah. It, it's always a strange thing to me. Somebody was dealing with me at one point and they were talking about something and they said something that they shouldn't have said. And, and I said that, you know, I was trying to be kind. Mm. This was the idea. And I said, well, don't worry about it. You know, just, just going with the story. It says, so I guess you don't care what I say and how I say it. And yeah. they, and then they get abusive with their language again. And, you know, if I hadn't been kind, they would probably would have backed off, right, but right. no, I was kind to say, no, don't worry about it. Just go ahead with the story. And that was, you know, so you just don't ever know yeah, how that response is yeah. going to And be. so sometimes when, when you're kind, it can hurt you, hmm. right? Because because you're trying to, to be kind, you're trying to uh, exhibit that fruit of the Spirit, and it's not received well, and that, that can be painful, right? But sometimes you can be kind to someone, and in your kindness, you end up hurting that other person. What hmm. I mean by that is, is there are times that the kindest thing you can do for someone is speak the truth to them in love. Hmm. It hasn't been long ago, Pastor, that you said that the kindest thing we can do is to share the gospel. Yeah, absolutely. And yet, that and the can make people very uncomfortable. Because the gospel can be very confrontational. Mm-hmm. Because it confronts us in our sin and causes us to see ourselves for who we are. And and some people don't want to see that. And that, and that is the truth. I mean, the That's gospel the is the truth. Right. And it doesn't necessarily mean, oh, well, I'm going to be kind to them and share the gospel, that they're going to receive it well. Right. And so so you're doing the most loving thing possible. You are sharing the gospel with them. You are helping them to understand that there's there's a better way of life, and it's Amen. life in Christ. And and just by sharing the gospel sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, when you're exposing somebody's sin, or, or maybe it's something else. Maybe you're talking to a fellow believer in Jesus who has already responded to the gospel, right. and, and you're trying to hold them accountable, and you're telling them why— uh, you know, a life choice they're making isn't honoring the Lord. And, and that's kindness mm-hmm. to help people see their sin and where they need to grow. I mean, that, that's, that's a, a kind thing to do. Now you need for it to be kind. You need to do it in love and grace, right? That's a kind thing to do. But that kindness, again, sometimes it might not be received well, and it might hurt that person that you're showing kindness to, because you know what? They see that kindness mm-hmm. as an attack on them sometimes, rather than seeing it as a brother or sister in Christ who's coming at them with, with truth that they need to know and hear. I mean, I've actually heard the words, I just don't want to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. I just don't want to hear it. Absolutely. All righty. Well, let's move on to number five, and that is take the risk. So in spite of all that stuff, we still need to yeah, take the yeah. risk and show kindness without so limitations. So you know there are going to be some risk involved, and you know that you know it's going to cost you. There's interruptions, there's inconveniences, and mm-hmm. all those things. But because you believe in the power of kindness, because you believe that uh, that that there really is the potential for lives to be changed through Christ-centered kindness, it's worth the risk every mm-hmm. single time. It might not be received well. Somebody might get angry at you when you show a little bit of kindness because it wasn't what they expected or what the case may be. Um, but it is definitely worth the risk because you never know how God might use your acts of kindness mm. to lead someone to understand who he is and what he's done for them. So take the risk. It's worth it. Without limitations, take the risk. And so so I think what's helpful for us, Trey, that, that um, all of us need to take a kindness evaluation. Because I bet for every one of us listening, there is someone in our sphere of influence that needs to experience some kindness. Mm-hmm. It's the the as a single mother with five children oh, at home. Bless her heart. 
And I mean that in a good way. Yeah, right. No, that she really needs to experience the kindness of the yeah. body of Christ Amen. coming alongside her. It's it's the it's the young man who's struggling with an addiction. Mm. And he just needs the kindness of somebody to come alongside and pray for him. Like, no, man, keep your eyes on Jesus. You're going to make it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are people in your circle of influence that you know need some kindness. And so for all of us, it will be helpful to take a kindness evaluation. Who are those people that I can right now demonstrate kindness to and how might it make a difference in their lives? I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to take the risk this week and I'm going to demonstrate kindness to somebody else. Uh, what, what are some practical ways maybe we could do that? I mean, is it always just saying something or you, you talk about the action involved? Yeah. What, what, let's say that we deal in with this, uh, this lady with five yeah. kids. What would, what, what could we do as an act of kindness to help her? You can go get her five kids and take them somewhere so that a single mom can have some time to herself. I think that is a great idea. Right. I mean, just, but it is. I think kindness, it's a great idea. Kindness is practical. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That that certainly uh, sometimes the most kind thing you can do is speak a word of encouragement at just the right time. Mm-hmm. But there are other times where kindness goes farther than just speaking a word. It is it is action. It is doing something for somebody else. It's making a sacrifice for somebody else uh, to, to, to make their life a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And so it might be, you know, going and taking those kids away from that mom for a while so she can have some peace and quiet and, and just clear her mind for a few moments. It might be taking a dinner to somebody. It might be, you know, whatever the case may be, it, kindness is practical by nature. And so just looking for those ways that you can practically show the love. I mean, we, we've, we've heard about for years now just these random acts of kindness, right? Mm-hmm. Sitting in the, the, the line at Starbucks and the car in front of you buys your coffee. You don't know who it right. is and they drive off, right? I, I don't think... Christ-centered kindness is random. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I have an issue with the word random. Yeah, it's, it's intentional. I Amen want to, to bless that. you for the Amen. sake of the gospel. Mm-hmm. I want you to know why I'm doing this. I want, I'm doing this so, so you might know the love of Christ in a practical way because mm-hmm. I, I know where you're at right now, and there's a God who loves you and wants to minister to you. And so, so kindness for me is it's not something random. It's something intentional because I want someone to know Romans 2, 4, that there's a God who in his kindness wants to lead your repentance to experience a relationship with him. Mm. It's not random. It's intentional. And I think that leads me to this because I think when we hear the word kindness, we want people to be kind to us. Mm-hmm. And we say, we read these things on the new, in the newspaper or see them on the evening news or whatever it is. And, and we think, boy, I wish somebody do that for me. Yeah, yeah. I think we need to kind of change our mindset and yeah. say, Hey, why not do something like that for right. someone else? You know, that's, well, where, that's thing, where kindness that's makes right. a difference. And, and here's the thing, Trey, if you're a Christian, it's already been done for you. Mm. Amen. The kindest act ever has been done for you. The death and resurrection of Amen. Jesus. That's right. You've That's experienced right. kindness. I, mean, I, I know that we all want to experience kindness, you know, in this life. We want people to be kind to us. I get all that. But listen, we, we are kind to others because we've already experienced mm. it. Because we know kindness. Because our lives have been changed by kindness. Right. We're, we're not doing it because we want something in return. We've already got it. Mm-hmm. You see? So because God's been kind to us, we want to be kind to others. They might experience that same kindness of God that we've experienced. As a matter of fact, if you keep a record, well, I was kind to them and they haven't been kind to me yet, you're going to be one of the most miserable human Absolutely. beings in the world. Absolutely. You do it out of selflessness, yeah. not selfishness. That's exactly so. right. Well, Pastor, this has been awesome. I think uh, the more kind we are, I think that I really think it, it's a life changing and a world changing. Yeah. 
uh, fruit of the spirit that can just uh, make huge difference in people's life. So make kindness great again. Amen. Make kindness great again. Doesn't quite, it doesn't M-A-G-M-K-H. Uh, anyway, Hold on, we'll cool. get some red hats. <laughs> We're going to start printing it up. Hey, let's do it, brother. All right. All right, we'll close this out and get us ready for next week, brother. We do hope this has been helpful for you. And if it has been helpful, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. You can have new content delivered to your device every single week. Leave us a five-star review. Share this with a friend. And we hope, as always, that today's episode has helped you connect faith to life.